Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This is MPB News. Hi, this is Karen Brown. Thanks for checking out the Mississippi Edition podcast. If you like what you hear, click subscribe, hit like, or leave us a comment if your app has that feature. Then find other MPB podcasts by searching MPB Think Radio on your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Wednesday, April 1st. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show... I have signed an executive order which does issue a shelter in place for Lauderdale County. The governor issues his first shelter in place order. And with the Dow having its worst quarter in over a century, how secure is money in the bank? Then, after a Southern Remedy Health Minute, shutdown bars and concert venues are leaving gig workers gigless. How one Mississippi musician is coping. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Lauderdale County in East Mississippi is under a shelter-in-place order. Governor Tate Reeves issued the executive order yesterday as a means to slow the spread of the coronavirus in the county, which has seen a rapid increase in positive tests of COVID-19. Reeves says the action follows the new aggressive measures against the virus outlined by his coronavirus response team last week. Uh, In line with our strategy, in dealing with COVID-19, I have signed uh, an executive order, number 1465, which does issue a shelter in place for Lauderdale County uh, and each and every one of the municipalities therein. This shelter in place order uh, is issued uh, for a number of reasons. As you know, our strategy, uh, as was outlined last week, is to identify uh, those communities where there are potential hotspots. I want to be clear, uh, the fact that the first uh, shelter in place is issued for Lauderdale County does not mean that they have the most number of cases. It does not mean uh, that they are the only place in Mississippi where there are challenges. Uh, But based upon the data that is being collected at the State Department of Health, Uh, They believed and they recommended to me uh, that we do this. Residents of Lauderdale County are the first in the state to receive a stay-at-home order. Reeves says as a result of the order, targeted testing will be done in the community and caseworkers will be assigned to identify and notify any direct contacts of positive tests. With more testing, we will identify those uh, who have the virus. Uh, we uh, We will care for those who need care at local hospitals. Uh, we will ensure that, the, that those who have symptoms but are uh, not uh, as bad, do not need hospital care, will isolate in their home. And then we will have caseworkers on the ground in Lauderdale County 
working each of those cases to try to determine uh, with whom those individuals have come in contact with, and then we will potentially quarantine those who have had contact, whether or not they have uh, symptoms, so as to slow the spread uh, of the virus in that community. Uh, this is a strategy that, that we believe has worked in numerous other countries around the world. Um, and we as a state find ourselves at a different point in this cycle, at a different point in this curve uh, than some other states do. And so I want to be clear about that. Um, the fact is that uh, we are going to continue to do everything we can to let the data drive our decision-making, not emotion or anything else. But I also want to be clear that this is the first shelter-in-place order uh, that we are issuing uh, from, from the state. Uh, but I do not anticipate that it's going to be the last. Mobile test collection sites have been at the forefront of the health department's new aggressive approach. One day, mobile collections for COVID-19 testing specimens are continuing this week into early next week with the University of Mississippi Medical Center and the Mississippi State Department of Health leading operations. A one-day site will be available from 9 to 4 today at 1680 Bonita Lakes Circle in Meridian. That's near the Bonita Lakes Mall. Another will be available from 9 to 4 tomorrow at the Adams County Safe Room in Natchez. To stay current on the latest developments concerning the coronavirus in Mississippi, visit mpbonline.org slash coronavirus. Governor Reeves also addressed the unprecedented rise in unemployment claims due to the coronavirus pandemic. He urges Mississippians to exercise patience as the Department of Employment Security adjusts to the increased volume of applications. But when this pandemic began, or let's just say um, on normal business hours, this call center at the Department of Employment Security was open from 8 to 5, five days a week. Since that time, they have increased the hours from 8 to 5, 5 days a week, to 7 to 7, 7 days a week. So we've gone from 40-hour weeks to 84-hour uh, weeks. In addition to that, we are looking at, um, and by we, I mean Jackie Turner and her team, are looking at increasing the hours from 7 to 7, 7 days a week, to 7 till 10 on certain days. Again, uh, increasing the number of workers. We are hiring workers every step of the way. But what I want to say to Mississippians who may be unemployed due to this pandemic that are having a hard time getting on the line, keep trying, be patient. We are working hard to solve all of the challenges uh, that, that come from this, and you will get paid. And you will, you will get paid based upon when you are eligible to get paid. All of these various things are going to require a recalibration of our computer systems and our and our uh, computer models, that's going to take a few weeks. Um, it's going to take uh, at least two to three weeks on the federal government being able to actually get the money out um, because they've got to recalibrate their systems as well. But, again, let me say, everyone is going to get paid uh, what you are entitled to uh, under the provisions of the Act. Uh, we are going to continue to work uh, to get uh, the challenges fixed as a reminder uh, we had unemployment claims in, uh, that were announced on Thursday in Mississippi. We're up 550% uh, from the week before because of this pandemic. It's obviously a, a major challenge and one 
uh, that we've got to work together to to make a difference. The Department of Unemployment Services has specific resources for workers and businesses on COVID-19 at the website. Coming up, with the Dow having its worst quarter in over a century, how secure is money in the bank? This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Hi, I'm Jason Klein for Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing the doorknob or fixing a leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. Pallet to Pallet with Robert St. John and Wyatt Waters. Dude, season five. They've given us five seasons Good of Lord. a TV show. We didn't even know we'd do one season, and now we've done a fifth season. And now... We're in Rome, the Amalfi Coast, oh Puglia. We're neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be great. We're still learning about Italy. It's great to watch people experience this. Thursday at 7.30 on MPB Television. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. COVID-19 is causing many concerns with consumers as the market suffered its worst quarter in over a century. But the Mississippi Bankers Association says access to money in the bank shouldn't be one of them. Executive Order 1463, signed by Governor Reeves last week, includes banks as essential services. That's defined by guidance from U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the United States Treasury. Gordon Fellows is the president and CEO of the Mississippi Bankers Association. He says regulations help keep consumers' money safe. So banks are, you know, as you know, a heavily regulated industry. Uh, and our banks in the state um, are either regulated by the Mississippi Department of Consumer of, of Banking and Consumer Finance and the FDIC, or they're regulated by the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency and the FDIC, uh, depending on if they're nationally or state chartered. And um, all of those regulators require banks to have pandemic plans in place. Certainly, there's a lot to be nervous and, and, and worried about uh, these days. But, but I think our message for the Mississippi consumers is to know that, that the banks are doing everything they can to keep their employees safe uh, and doing everything they can to help keep their customers safe when their customers have to be in the branch. You talked about okay. the FDIC deposit insurance. Is that foolproof? We have an economy that's collapsing some would say, and it's going to get worse. So will that insurance money be there if necessary? No one, no one that's had an insured account has ever lost any money uh, in the history of the insurance fund since you know, 1933 was established. Uh, and and uh, the FDIC has assured us that, that the fund is, is, is well positioned to absorb whatever it needs to absorb. So generally, yeah, I think uh, if you talk to the chairman of the FDIC, if you talk to uh, the folks in Washington that, that track this stuff, the Secretary of the Treasury, everybody feels really comfortable about the level of the insurance fund and the ability to absorb shots. Gordon, do you recommend people withdrawing money to have some cash on hand? Not a lot of money, but some cash on hand? Yeah, it's funny. My wife and I have talked about that a lot, Karen. Uh, yeah, I, I, there's nowhere. Your money's much safer in an FDIC-insured FDIC account than it is under your mattress, right? So <laughs> if, if you're worried about safety, then no, I don't think you have any reason to be concerned. There's no reason to go pull money out of the bank uh, at all. There isn't a fear of ATMs running out of money? So, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's a question I ask our banks on Thursday. People, uh, Our members are, are 
so to speak, they're testing their plumbing to make sure they can they can get cash. You know, they they pull cash from from the government, right? So a lot of them have requested extra cash and have extra cash reserves on hand right now. Um, most most people realize that, uh, especially when these government checks get issued, if Congress passes the bill that they're debating right now, um, there will be people that want to come in and, and cash those. And so our members are, are, are trying to get as much cash on hand as they can right now to be able to support those. I'm glad you brought that up because we are expecting those checks. Can someone request that that check go directly into their account or will they all come in the form of paper checks? No. So as I understand it, and I guess this is yet to be determined, but as I understand it, the, the Treasury's preference is going to be to direct deposit those. Um, so if you're uh, if, if you have a deposit relationship with the government already, I think most people will need to expect that, that those payments will just show up in your account uh, as they get processed. Um, and, and I think the Treasury is also thinking through for, for folks that don't have uh, a, a bank account set up with the, with the country, with the government. Um, they're thinking through should they issue paper checks or they may potentially send out prepaid um, cards. But in, or a combination of both. Some people make the cards and some people make it checks. Yeah, I would just remind um, all the folks in the state that, uh, number one, the banks are uh, financially safe and, and, and are in a really good position to help our economy absorb uh, what I think is, uh, you know, certainly a shock. Um, and as, uh, as, as this thing continues to unfold, uh, our members are committed to working with their customers to help them find ways uh, to, to, to get through this. Um, and I, I would also add to Karen on a, so that's sort of a general comment on, on a specific comment, um, also on this bill in front of Congress, uh, you know, it, it creates a $350 billion new paycheck protection lending program that will be administered by the local banks and supported by the small business administration. Um, and so, uh, we, we think that that part of this bill is, is going to be a really important tool that banks will be able to use um, if they so you know if they if they're if they're qualified with the SBA um, a really important tool they'll be able to use to help prop up small businesses that are really struggling. So um, if you're uh, if you're a small business owner out there uh, and you're interested in that program, certainly call your bank and talk with them about it. They'll be able to give you some guidance on it. Gordon Fellows is the president and CEO of the Mississippi Bankers Association. Gordon, thank you so much. Thank you, and thank you for all you do. Coming up after a Southern Remedy Health Minute, shutdown bars and concert venues are leaving gig workers gigless. How one Mississippi musician is coping. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. This is MPB Think Radio. Mississippi is our mission. I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Pediatrics and Internal Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center, and this is a Southern Remedy Health Minute. They said a cough with COVID-19 is a, quote, dry cough. What specifically is meant by a dry cough? So a dry cough would be something that you're not coughing up something. A wet cough or a productive cough, sometimes we, we describe it that way is something when you cough, you get sputum. So that's that thick mucus, which is deep down from your lungs. Uh, so that's the difference there. Now, we're in the height 
of spring allergies right now with all of our tree pollens and some of our other pollens that are around and allergens. So I'm having, you know, my usual sinus drip. A lot of other people are. That can certainly cause a cough. It can cause a dry cough. So for most people, it's a fever uh, greater than 100.4 with a cough and shortness of breath. Those are the three things, really, uh, the three most common symptoms of people who, who are going to have this. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, just because of, of a lot of the fear that's out there, anytime somebody coughs, everybody's turning their head and they can even give you looks. There's even been a lot of things on social media that I've seen about people who have extreme reactions to that, sometimes violent. We need to have a lot of respect for one another and certainly distance ourselves from one another, but not at the expense of, of attacking people or, uh, you know, even uh, treating them a lot differently because of that. But um, those are some of the differences in cough uh, when we talk about a wet cough versus a dry cough. Dry cough is sort of a, a cough where you're not bringing anything up with it. Usually those allergic type coughs too this time of year tend to be worse when you're laying down and early in the morning. Now, or if you're exposed to something, if you go outside, you start coughing, you come back in. And we're going to have these overlaps of different things and other things that can cause coughs. Certainly, you could have another viral illness during this time that caused that cough. For more health tips and medical information, listen to Southern Remedy each weekday morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. Right now, mpbonline.org is your resource to stay up to date on the news about COVID-19. The coronavirus is a worldwide pandemic, and MPB is here to let you know how that affects Mississippi. mpbonline.org has an entire section dedicated to the coronavirus with links and updates from the Center for Disease Control and the Mississippi Department of Health. Visit our website right now, mpbonline.org, to find out what you need to know. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. And that's Corey Brannan. The South Haven native has made a living making records and touring, both the U.S. and Europe. But with doors to bars and concert venues locked up, the gigs have gone dry. He shares how he and his colleagues are adapting to life at home and how social media platforms help keep the connection with his fans alive. Uh, everything is canceled. I think there's a few at the end of June that aren't canceled, but you know they will likely be canceled. I usually... Um, go light in winter and a little bit in early spring i only i've only i see i lost about eight gigs i guess and then june was when i started up again that's looking like that's going to be you know 15 16 half of that month gone is your job uh does your job qualify for you to um, apply for unemployment Uh, oh no no not unemployment um there are certain things there's music cares is a great program um, and uh, I'll have to uh, look into that and see if there's any uh, little bit of a net. But I've taken to, um, you know, because I still have direct contact with my fans through a lot of social media these days, and so I do uh, live online concerts um, just through Instagram Live. And uh, so I've, I've got a little bit of a way to do it, and then it's, you know, always the 
dreaded selling of gear. I just sell off my beloved instruments one by one. Oh my! So, uh, yeah, that's good. I just uh, sold an amp. Yesterday. Is there a way but, uh, to do online live concerts and make money to sell tickets there virtual? Are, there are yes. They, there are a couple of well, there's only actually only one big site left um, that is really organized. But they do. They take about thirty-five percent cut off the top, which is a little bit exorbitant for the the service they're offering. So I'm just using uh, just Instagram Live, and I just I'll just stream it live and just throw up uh, a little comment right there with uh, you know just my Venmo and PayPal. It's a little it's a little bit low rent, but uh, it, it works. Do you ask for been, a yeah. Do you ask for an amount like suggested donation? Is that what you ask for? No, no. I just basically say it's free. You know, if you if you still, I know everybody's hurting. I'm like, if you have, uh, if you happen to have a uh, an income still or anything, uh, you know, just laying around. I'm like, you know, to, there's the tip jar. But I, I I try to leave it to where it's just, you know, I'm trying to keep people company too, because you know we're gonna get through this. And I, I'm doing it for my own sanity. I've also started doing a little bit of a, a, a show where I talk to my songwriter buddies on Wednesdays. So I, I've been doing this for a long, so long that I, you know, I know a lot of artists that I respect as songwriters. So I'm just doing interviews with them, just really casually, just you know, again, very free, no tip jar on that. Just, Is that on Instagram as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, on Instagram every Wednesday is just called um which is mainly the word I say the most when I talk to people. It's called um. um. So, yeah, yeah. It's very, very low rent, <laughs> low production. But uh, but I do have uh, really great songwriter friends. And so, I'm, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to stay busy just for my own sanity and, you know, to keep people company. When so. you perform a concert on Instagram, are you in your home? Just you and a guitar? Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh yes, I'm in I'm in my home all the time now. Um, but yes, uh, just I, I just do it live uh, in the living room or my little music room, and uh, when the phone goes on the tripod, and I just play right into it. It's uh, there there are more elaborate ways to do some of these things with YouTube and stuff, but I find this is just direct. People just pop up the phone, hit the little Instagram live button, and, and it's it's just uh, there's no middleman. So yeah. So it sounds like you're doing relatively okay in your isolation. Yeah, I'm trying to stay busy, and my wife also. She's she's doing hustles. She's got a uh, she makes uh, organic sort of pasta, you know, uh, from scratch, and so she does delivery. And uh, you know, it's sort of like a uh, <laughs> we're going to put it on your porch and walk away. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she does that. It's, Oh, my son here is saying she does not sort of make organic pasta. She really makes organic pasta. Oh, okay. Pasta. All right. Glad he clarified that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Well, thanks so much for talking to us. We wish you the best. Uh, Corey Brannon is a musician. Happy strumming, Corey. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for talking to me. I appreciate uh, you. This has been Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Stay tuned for a full slate of Mississippi-based programs all morning long. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's Fix It 101. Then at 10, it's Everyday Tech. And at 11, stay tuned for Southern Remedy. Find past episodes of this and other Think Radio programs online by visiting mpbonline.org. I'm Karen Brown. Join us again tomorrow morning at 8.30 for the next Mississippi edition, only on MPB Think Radio.
Thanks for listening to the Mississippi Edition podcast from MPB News and MPB Think Radio. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And if your app lets you, leave a comment or review. We really do appreciate it. Remember, you can always get in touch with MPB News on Facebook and Twitter. And fresh episodes of the podcast are posted every weekday morning. I'm Karen Brown. Thanks for listening. This is Mississippi Edition from MPB Think Radio.